Hi everyone, welcome to the Turn It Up Marriage Tips Podcast with your host, Kelly Dupay. This podcast is filled with easy to understand and easy to apply tips and tools so that you can have the lifelong marriage that you really want. I hope you're excited because today's episode is really going to help you. Here it is. Hey everybody, how you doing today? Got another question for you that's going to make a huge difference in your relationships. And the question is this, do you know how to respond when your spouse makes a request? Do you know what to say when he or she asks you to do something? Maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe you don't have enough time. Maybe you don't know how. Maybe you just don't like to. Or maybe it is something that you want to do and you know how to say yes. But today's lesson, I'm going to teach you how to respond effectively. And I think this is a game changer. I really do. When I first learned this teaching, uh, I didn't make it up. I got it uh, at at a business uh, training that I was at. And I've been teaching couples how to do this now for years. And it is so effective. Why? Because we make huge mistakes when we um, receive requests. We either make mistakes in making the requests or we make mistakes when we uh, in responding to the request. So I want to help you today to respond effectively so that it can strengthen your marriage and uh, the connection you have with your spouse. Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm a pastor, police chaplain. I'm a communications coach that helps couples communicate better so that they can have the lifelong marriage that they want. I'm also the the author of a book, Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Want. So um, today's teaching, by the way, is part two. Part one uh, is the video that I did, and it is entitled, How to Get What You Need in Your Marriage, Make Smart Requests. So today's title is, How to Get What You Need in Your Marriage, Part Two, Responding to Requests. So here's what happens. Here's the scenario. Your husband or your wife come to you and they make a SMART request. And let me review what a SMART request is. Um, I took the acronym that Peter Drucker came up with um, on goal setting and I applied it to making requests. But in my world or the way I teach it is that SMART refers to specific, measurable, okay, Um, action-oriented, reasonable, and time-limited. So specific, you want to ask somebody, you know, for something very specific that they will understand what exactly you want. Measurable means that there's a number attached with it. How many times, how many of it, um, you know, that kind of thing. And then A is that there's action that you can take. You cannot complete a request when there's nothing to be done, okay? You need to make a smart request and let them know what specific action you would like um, your husband or wife to take. R is reasonable. You don't want to ask for the moon because you can't get there. You don't want to ask to fly to Paris or if you can't afford it, okay? Um, and then T is time limited. Let the person know when you want it by. So if you're doing those things, you are making a smart request. But how do you respond to a smart request? What do you say when your husband or your wife comes to you and they ask you something that's reasonable, it's specific, it's measurable, it's action-oriented, and it has a time on it. So they've done their part. They've made a request. 
So how do you respond? Well, basically, there's only three ways, okay? And this is super powerful, and I think this is a game changer that's going to really help you have um, great, not only good communication, but it's going to strengthen the connection in your marriage. How do you have the lifelong marriage that you really want? One of the ways to do that is to make and respond to requests. So here are the three ways. The first one, of course, is pretty obvious. You say yes, okay? You say yes to the request. Yes, I can do it by the time that you asked me to do. And here's the thing that I want you to catch about saying yes. You have just made a promise. You see, saying yes isn't saying no. I mean, Anne is certainly not saying maybe or probably or perhaps. No, when you say yes, you have made a promise, a commitment, and there is a lot riding on that commitment. The stakes are huge, and let me spell it out for you because I think a lot of people don't understand this. The stakes in making a commitment and saying yes to a request is this, it is impacts your trust. The trust that your husband or wife has in you. You see, it doesn't matter what you commit to, okay? You're making a promise, and the promise could be something like, yeah, I'm going to get some milk on the way home from work today, or it's the promise of I'll never cheat on you, because when you make a promise, what you're doing is that you are um, committing yourself to specific action and then your spouse knows that they can count on you. You are accountable for it. That's what we, where we say, I love the definition of accountable, is that what can I count on you to do, okay? And when you do the things that you promise you're going to do, you know what you're doing? You're making a trust deposit. You are building up um, uh, equity, and your spouse says, yeah, I know he's going to stop and get milk. Why? Because he told me he's going to. Okay. I know he's not going to cheat on me. Why? Because he told me he's not. Okay. And so trust is critical. Trust is foundational. Trust is essential in any marriage. If you're because you don't, if you don't trust somebody, you're not ever going to really get close and have intimacy with them. Why? Because you're deep down, you're afraid that they're going to hurt you. I'm sorry. I just can't trust you. So the walls are always going to be up. You're never going to open up emotionally. You're certainly going to be careful opening yourself up physically. And, and this is a huge thing in terms of sexual problems that married couples have, that, they, that they're struggling in this area. It's because there's no trust. And why has trust been damaged? Because you have made promises that you haven't fulfilled. So I want to encourage you, say yes. In fact, Jesus said this, let your yes be yes and your no be no, okay? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's in Matthew chapter 5 as part of the Sermon on the Mount. So when you say yes, let it be yes. And when you say no, let it be no. In fact, he goes on to say that anything beyond that is evil or comes from the evil one. And so the devil wants us to then make excuses. He doesn't want us to follow through on our commitments because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage and your um, connection with your wife, your family. And so following through, when you say yes, you need to see that I made a promise. 
Be a man or woman of your word. It's old school, I know, but you remember those movies where, where two guys would just say yes or no and then shake hands and they'd make a promise to each other and they would say, my word is my bond. That's what I want to encourage you to do when you make a promise to your wife. And if you're afraid that you're going to forget it, well, put it in your phone, write it down somewhere, put it on a sticky note and, you know, slap it on your steering wheel so that you'll see it when you get in your car on your way home from work. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to stop by the the store today and buy some milk. And then when you walk through the door and the milk is in your hand and your wife is sitting there, you know what she's going to do? She's going to breathe a sigh of relief. And, it, and I'm telling you guys, it is a big deal. A sigh of relief. I knew you'd do what you told me you were going to do. Thanks for getting the milk. It is, it is huge, especially um, with our wives. Why? Did you know, um, according to Dr. John Gottman, relationship expert, that the number one thing that a woman looks for in a man is being able to trust him or the quality of trustworthiness. Okay, so it's a huge deal. But the other way you can respond is by saying no. It's okay to say no. People pleasers have a hard time with this. So whether they do, they say yes, but they then or they overcommit and they really try to follow through. They try to fulfill the promise, but they just can't. Either they don't know how, they don't have enough time, or um, they, they just don't want to. So they just fail to respond. Jesus actually told a story about this in Matthew chapter 21. He said that a man came to his two sons and he said to the first one, go work in the vineyard today. He made a request and the son said no. But then later he decided, he changed his mind and he went and he worked in the vineyard. He went to his other son and he said, hey, would you go work in the vineyard today? And that son said yes, but then he didn't go. And then Jesus said, which one did the will of his father? Well, the crowd knew. It's obvious. It's the one who did what his father asked him to do. So it is much better, by the way, to say no and then do what your spouse asks you to do later than to say yes and then not do it, okay? So, in fact, when we talk about trust, once again, it's what can I count on you for? If you can't do it or just flat out don't want to, say no, it's okay. In fact, I want to encourage you, if you're the one making the request, okay, make it okay for your spouse to say no. Okay, so you're saying, hey, would you wash, get the car washed? And he says, no, you know, it's all right. Figure out how to get the car washed on your own, okay? Or just wait until he's able to if he doesn't have time today. And, and even on big things, if you, you know, would you mow the lawn? And he says, no, I really can't. Well, then figure out another way. Hire a gardener. Do something else to get that need met in your home. You know, clean out the garage, um, you know, fix the, you know, whatever it is, the, the broken blind. <laughs> we had a blind uh, break in our uh, grandkids room and the thing was just flopping all over this place. And so, you know, we went and bought a new one and my wife handed it to me and basically it was like, okay, go put it up. So um, anyways, I could have said yes, I could have said no. Um, and But I said yes and I put the blind up and now it's fine. So whatever the request might be, it's okay to say no. Yet, as Jesus said, 
let your yes be yes and your no be no. No, by the way, is a complete sentence. You don't have to give an explanation. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't have to give a reason. Now, it's nice if you do. Hey, honey, I'm sorry. I can't do that because, you know, I've got this big deadline coming up this week at work and I just don't have the time for that. Okay, um, let's figure out something else. Um, you know, so if you can give a reason, go ahead. It's, it, makes, it makes it better. But don't, don't worry about trying to soften the blow. Okay, that's sometimes how we get into, into struggles. By the way, the other way to say no is to say not now. So that leads me to the third way that you can respond. And that's with a counteroffer. When I first learned about a counteroffer, this was a game changer. And I've been teaching couples this for years now. Because a counteroffer basically does this. You change or negotiate either the scope of the task or the time it's needed by. So if your wife says, hey, would you clean out the garage this weekend? And you say, well, what do you mean by the weekend? She goes, well, by, you know, dinner time on Sunday. So whatever that is, maybe six, maybe seven. And then you say, um, no, you know what? I'm busy. I'm going to be gone on Saturday. Sunday's really full because I've got church. And, and then, you know, another um, thing that I've already promised to do for somebody. So, um, but here's what I can do. I can start on um, Saturday and I can do part of it by the time, by Sunday or um, by dinner time. So now you've changed the scope of the work. Or you could say, you know what, um, like me, maybe you're off on Mondays and you could say, you know what, I can't do it by Sunday, but I'll do it by Monday dinner time. Now you've changed the time. So it's okay to make a counter offer. What you want to do is negotiate and then come to an agreement. Okay, I'm going to clean out the garage, not by Sunday at five, but by Monday at five. And now you can move forward with that assurance. You're still making a promise. You're still making a commitment. You're still being a man or woman of your word. But now you have negotiated so that it'll work better for you with your schedule or, you know, with, um, you know, other limitations that you might have. Now, what do you do if you just can't do it because you don't know how? Well, then you can counter offer and say, yes, I'd love to do it, but I'm not sure I can. All right, so now what you can do is negotiate how to get some help. Is there a friend that you could call that could help you figure that out? Is there a YouTube video that you could watch that will show you how to do what your spouse is asking you to do? There's a lot of different ways, uh, but negotiate that, get the help that you need, and fulfill the request. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say, though, is that when we make a counteroffer, it's important to come to an agreement. Yes, I accept your counteroffer. I'm going to do it by this time. By I'm going to do this by this time. And then when you make that agreement, then follow through on it because you just made a promise and a commitment. Next video that I'm going to do, part three in this series, we're going to look at why we fail to complete requests and what you can do about it. So if your spouse is one that says yes, but then doesn't follow through, what can you do about that? How can you help and support that person? And then the other thing too, by the way, about counter offers is that 
you know, we can sometimes say no, or we think it's no, but really the answer is not now or not yet. And that's just simply changing the time. You know what? I can't do it this weekend. I can do it by next weekend. So now it's not a no, it's a not yet. That's the other thing that a counter offer provides. Your yes be yes and your no be no. If you say no and then change your mind, that's okay too. Follow through and say, hey, you know what? My schedule changed. I can do it. And then you go and meet that need or fulfill that request. And you know what? This is going to bring you and your husband or wife closer together so that you can have the lifelong marriage that you want. Check out my other videos. Um, follow me on um, Facebook, on YouTube, on my podcast, because I um, upload the audios of this. So that's another way to get these kind of teachings. Uh, you can order my book and check out my other resources at my website, which is www.turnitup.coach. All one word, turnitup.coach. And um, I know that God is going to bless you so, and that you're going to have a stronger marriage by taking advantage of these resources. So that's it for today. May God bless you and may God bless your marriage. Bye for now.